0: support Black Podcasts. Greg Hill presents Minority Trailblazer, the podcast dedicated to minorities who are blazing a trail in a variety of industries such as education, business, comedy, entrepreneurship, and more. Greg's goal is to share their stories and hopes to inspire, educate, and ultimately encourage others to live with purpose and passion check out minority trailblazer available on greg e hill.com as well as on soundcloud and every place that you find good podcasts remember support black podcasts.
1: Our sidekicks and henchmen, Geek mm-hmm. Nation. Welcome to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk. I'm Johnny Destructo. We are here at Johnny Destructo's New Hero Complex. Yes. At 4327. Don't quote me on those numbers. In <laughs> MannyYoung.com. Dot, dot com. What? Uh, yeah. So uh, we're here. You don't Manny's know spot. your address. Hey, listen. It's 4327, probably. Um, and we're here. It's a much bigger, you could probably I don't know if you could hear all the echoes. <laughs> it's a bigger spot. 4327
0: Main Street. In Young, PA.
1: Well, Philadelphia, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but you know. Yeah. Manny Young so, likes to think they're a city unto themselves. Yeah,
1: we do. Uh so yeah, welcome to this episode of Gutter Talk.
0: Yes, this is our, if I'm correct our 98th episode of gutter <gasps> talk
1: are we going to have like a 100th episode extravaganza
0: i thought about that but i was trying to wrap my head around mm-hmm. what would we, we do, do. I have no
1: idea <laughs> this is a listen y'all this is a fly by the seat of our pants production <laughs> we look at cbr.com for the 30 seconds it lets you look if you have your ad blocker on before it like shuts down on you mm-hmm. and starts erasing all of your porn files uh, we, we try to go through as quickly as possible and see what's news in the comic book world. And then we go, mm, what do you want to talk about? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're, we're going to have a 100th episode extravaganza <laughs> where we figure out something to talk about, and then we'll do it. So I am the Thwip Tribble, a.k.a. Johnny Destructo. And I am the Bat Tribble. And uh, we, what do you want to do? So I already mentioned CBR. Fuck you guys. Fuck you, CBR. <laughs> Uh, you got an ad blocker up. You can't look at my site. You know, I don't even, I'm like, I kind of get that. I understand that, right? Okay. You, the, re- the way you make money as an entity. As is, you talk to CBR. As I talk, you know, they're listening. Um, CBR as an entity makes money by people seeing ads and then people pay ads for whoever sees ads and blah, blah, blah. Right. And there's metrics that, that gauge all that. I get it. CBR, I, for those who don't know, stands for comicbookresources.com. .com. The thing that really burns my biscuits is when you click on a site and it's like 10 things you didn't know about the Suicide Squad movie. And then each thing is on a different page page. Yep. Click for number. Fuck you. Yeah. I eat that too clearly we're not doing the not cursing on this episode episode yeah uh, I, I because that. fuck you don't <laughs> don't do that don't be a website that does that fuck your kids in the car
0: <laughs> apparently is what jd is <laughs> really trying to say
1: so uh yeah you want to talk about emails
0: i thought you wanted to talk about cbr no. you were going in you were having so much fun going in on cbr you
1: know what though i don't want to go in on cbr because at least they're not bleeding cool well, okay, I literally do not click bleeding. If there's a like something, some information that's dropped, and it's like, oh my god, Jeff Johns is no longer the head whatever he used to be at DC. I go, okay, I've read your um, your uh, he- headline headline on my Facebook. I'll be goddamned if I'm going to click that link. But go ahead. So why is it that
0: you don't want to click bleeding cool as opposed to CBR, which they both traffic in the same information for the most part
1: Bleeding Cool traffics in paparazzi style journalism quote unquote or at least they used to I don't know if they still do I feel like they still do okay Um, and it bothers me like all of the weird rumor mongering and stuff that okay they do. so that's
0: what it is it's like it's just like a, a whole lot of rumors and yeah stuff like so that. it's I'm
1: not if I see something as reported by Bleeding Cool I don't assume that it is correct okay yeah but don't you think that
0: that most of these comic book-centric websites, they all traffic in that type of stuff? Comic book resources, uh, Newsarama, Bleeding Cool?
1: I don't think they make their bread and butter on it. I think they try to actually report things, whereas Bleeding Cool is like, I don't know, I heard a thing, maybe. Here's an article about it. And I was like, I don't want to. And like, there's been times where they will literally say, wouldn't it be funny if this was the case? And it's like, why are you how is that something to report? Mm. Um, so no, I, and you know, the, but, but, I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you one thing that they do that none of those other sites do. They don't find me on Facebook and then come at me sideways because I don't like their website.
0: Okay, fair enough. That was
1: That was weird. Like I was That I was weird. On, I was on a Facebook page of some friend and he had made, you know, they had said something about bleeding cool. He had he had you know, shared the link or whatever. And so I wound up just saying Oh, I can't wait for some other site to report it so that I know it's true. And then, what's his name? Anthony Johnston? I don't even know. Whatever, whatever his name is. Richard Johnson. Richard Johnson. He showed Anthony Johnson's a writer. He showed up underneath it and like gave me sass, like, "Oh, I guess you only like to read uh, uh, press releases." And I was like, "What? Who the fuck are you? Get out of here!" It was just weird. Like he showed up. In my mentions, like
0: anyway. See, but to me, CBR does a lot of the same things, man. Yeah. CBR, especially over the last year or so, they've turned into just such a like, uh, like a click whore. Oh
1: yeah.
0: So like, their average story is basically, hey, these are the Avengers that we really want to see in Avengers Four. Oh, I don't 4. click those. Don't, but I'm just saying those. that's that's most of their site now, yeah. man. That's most of the stuff that's on there. They don't really even have like the because years ago they used to have like different articles and different writers they did different features and stuff they don't have any of that anymore
1: maybe it is like one or two. What's a good um, comic book site? I mean, where do you go?
0: I don't go any place. I go to CBR. I go to CBR because um, there is the one thing that they still do. Uh, I think it's Brian Cronin does it. It's um, comic untold comic legends that could be true or something like that. Like I'll go check that out. Um because that usually at least is trafficking and something that really happened right. or him like telling a story. And every and every once in a while they will have an article that loosely it involves some type of reporting or creative writing to it and not just um clickbait yeah. for, you know, the Top ten, top 10 gadgets that Batman wouldn't put in his, his utility belt. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? But, um, but other than that, honestly, I don't go to yeah. too much any of them, man. I, I, I,
1: I did like the ones that you mentioned. I, I, I couldn't tell you what site that exists on, but there have been a t- couple of times where it's like, oh, this weird thing happened back in the 80s behind the scenes of comic books, and that caused John Byrne to draw the word sex in this one panel. What's the story behind that? And I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. That's a, that's a, that's exactly it. That's that it, it. Brian know, Cronin, is it? and it's on it's on CBR. Is that CBR? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, comic book reporting websites got a tough gig these days. They do. You, can, I can go literally and talk to Dan Slot. I can go talk to, probably not Jeff Johns, but you know, uh, there's a lot of people on there. If I have a question for Sean Murphy, I could tweet at him and he'll get back to me. So it's yeah, it's hard to be that go-between now.
0: It is. It is very hard. It's it, it's. Um, for those that, you know, I mean, it used to be an industry mm-hmm. where people were making their, making their living and it's unfortunately is, is dying out yeah. if it hasn't died out completely.
1: Yeah, I miss uh, Wizard Magazine. Love that, John. Yeah,
0: because now everybody is going to like the IGNs of the world mm-hmm. and writing for their websites or so writing for different, different blogs, you know, be Pajaba or mm-hmm. Variety or, or something like that.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. So uh, do we have emails? Can we talk about emails?
0: Yes, we do have emails.
1: I got one here. Uh, Let's hear it. Sure. Who's it from? Ninja Tribble. Ninja Tribble. Yo, what's up, dog? And my man did something that I like here. He says, it says, from Ninja Tribble to Gutter Talk.
0: Oh, I appreciate that. So
1: that we know, yeah, sometimes we go through the emails and we're like, oh, wait, no, that's for spoiler alert. Oh, that's for, okay. JD and Len are right, Ninja Tribble says. Bell has no good reason to fall for Beast. However... Beast was at most 10 when he was cursed for not letting a stranger stay at his house when his parents were away. It is likely during the next 10 years of being cursed, he had limited human contact outside of his also cursed servants. Mm. This probably explains why he has not gotten past the punch the girl in the arm and run back to the other side of the playground Mm. method of flirting. So maybe find a happy medium between shunning him forever like the rest of society and starting a long-term romantic relationship with him. Any thoughts on the Todd McFarlane directing a Blumhouse reboot of Spawn? It just makes me wonder if I still have a VCR to watch the old HBO TV series instead. Ninja Tribble throwing a smoke bomb and disappearing.
0: We actually just talked about um, the new uh, Spawn spawn on this most recent episode of Black Tribbles. We kind of touched on it a little bit at the top of the show. Uh, Todd McFarlane is directing it. He's kind of letting word out that there's going to be limited time that you see Spawn actually in his costume.
1: He wants to make it more of a horror. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: which to me, I guess I can understand because I think, I think for most of his run, because Spawn has been out running strong for at least good twenty years, almost yeah, now. Yeah. Probably twenty-five. Yeah. So, if, and for most of that that run, it's it's gone away from its more superhero origins yeah to more horror suspense mm-hmm. bent so that certainly makes sense um and them casting Jamie Foxx in it gives the the uh, project a little bit more prestige to it you yeah. got a you know academy award winning actor in there so i'm interested in it i'm going to check it out um blumhouse they got a very high batting average so yeah, far. Yeah, man,
1: Blumhouse has been killing it. Yeah, so no reason. That's like three years.
0: Yeah, I got to. I do have to say though, until Jamie Foxx signed on, I couldn't have given a fuck.
1: Nah, man. Uh, the way I the way I thought about it was, oh, Todd McFarlane's still working on that Spawn movie, huh? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be rated R, huh? Could be more of a horror movie. Have we been talking about this for fifteen years? Yep. Um, and so when it finally, when he finally cast Jamie Foxx, Um, I think I I saw someone had shared something and so I made sure it wasn't Bleeding Cool and then went, (laughs) uh, oh, it looks like Jamie Foxx was actually cast. So, good for Todd was my thought. Good for him. I hope he makes a movie that he wants to make. I didn't realize he was directing it.
0: Yeah, see, that gives me some pause. Ah, I'm I'm seeing Frank Miller's spirit all over again. That's
1: exactly what I'm, yep, my thoughts exactly. What the, don't, don't do that. Don't. Oh, man. Like, even if I... I'm not Todd, clearly. But if I created a character like Spawn, and I was riding high on all those action figures and the baseballs and all, this, all the hoopla that he gets himself into, I still wouldn't direct a movie. I still wouldn't be like, you know what? I've never done this in my life. I'm going to do it. I don't know. But I guess that's how he made a, a whole... That's how he made the comic. Action figure franchise, right? That's like, true. Yeah. He was just like, I never made action figures, I'm gonna do it. And Ty McFarland certainly has
0: enough connections mm-hmm. that while he may go down as the director, you get a really strong DP sin- D P, strong assistant director yeah. and producer to help you.
1: He can pull it and off. And Jamie Foxx. Yeah, he can yeah. pull it off. Yeah. You know, so... I, I want it to be... I would love nothing more than for this movie to come out and it just be awesome. Yeah. I, I want it to be great because I used to love Spawn way back in the day. And um I fell off, I think, before, like around issue 50. Same thing with like Savage Dragon, I think it was. Um
0: But yeah, I wish him the best. I hope it's good. Look, figure if the movie... Blumhouse is, you know, they keep their budgets low. But mm-hmm. if you got Jamie Foxx on there, that's going to raise your budget up a little bit. So let's say this movie is... Ten to fifteen million dollars. It should, depending on when they put it out there, the, the the weekend that it does open, it should be able to make that much in its first first yeah. weekend.
1: And after that, you're off to the races. Yeah. So I'll definitely go see it if it looks good. Yeah. Even if it looks like shit, I'll probably still go see it. But you're gonna go see it. I know. can't stop. Gotcha. Can't stop, won't stop. We got another email from Oh, wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. Oh, yeah, more?
1: Wait. Um, Bell.
0: Bell and the Beast. Oh, his whole theory about the Beast being um, raised away from human contact.
1: Is that what was Beast ten years old when he wouldn't let people into his house?
0: Probably in the in the actual story. Oh, you got to okay. remember the actual stories are a lot darker. Yeah. Than the you know the the Disney-fied versions. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if he was, well, okay. I don't remember the original story. In the original story, when he is cursed, are his servants cursed too? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's the whole thing, right? Otherwise, why would they? Have, was there a second cursing? I don't know. I mean, I didn't know like if, if they were actually part of the original story. Oh, I don't know the original story. I know, I know the Disney movie and then. The I know Disney the Disney remake. movie, yes, in the Disney movie, of that's course. That's all I know. They're cursed. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I know only know the Disney movie and the the '80s TV series. So that's really all I know about Beauty and the Beast.
1: Uh, so there's, I think his name is <laughs> And Adam a fractured
0: fairy tale.
1: Fractured fairy tale? There was
0: a fractured fairy tale back in the
1: 60s. Oh, okay. I, Adam Ellis is one of my favorite web cartoonists. Mm-hmm. He does uh, Books of Adam. And he, he's actually been writing this like creepy, supposedly true story called Dear David about him being haunted by this small boy Ooh. on Twitter. It's been like this whole Twitter thing that he just started posting pictures and explaining to people which has just been optioned for a movie now. God bless. And uh, anyway, he's a really funny cartoonist. And uh, he, had, uh, he had done uh, a, bell, a Beauty and the Beast, and it was like the little kid, the kid Chip. Mm-hmm. And he's got like the – he's missing a part of his uh, – Yeah, his, of his cup. He's, he's a cup, and it's like there's a fracture in there. And so the kid Chip turns back into a real boy, and he's just got – a fractured skull, like, <laughs> his brains are, like, leaking out of his skull. <laughs> Ew. It's pretty It's pretty terrible.
0: It's pretty creepy.
1: So, Leonard, we have another email.
0: We do? Why don't you read it?
1: Oh, I certainly
0: shall. It's from Christopher St. Good, Good night. night. Dear fuckers. Oh, that's rude. How dare you?
1: <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time he came at me like that. Uh, he asked about the show. He's for, so he, he, he emails me. He's like, "So how, did, the, did the store get all put together? Are you all done the store?" And I was like, "No, nah, I'm still working on it." And he's like, and he sends me another. Uh, he tweets at me. He's like, "Hey, can't wait for the show later today, Tuesday, the day that the new show drops." And I'm like, "Oh, it's not gonna be out, you know, today because we didn't do one this week because I'm, you know, making a new store." And he, he said something like, "You motherfucker." <laughs> I'm just saying he's getting saucy. That saint. <laughs> Go ahead, finish the email. I'm sure it's great.
0: <laughs> Belle oh. is the best princess. Oh man. She reads books. Belle was always my favorite for that reason alone. Who doesn't love a girl excited by a huge library? Mm. Mm. Brandon, I have indeed read the new canon Thrawn book, it was really fun. I thought The Last Jedi was fun. I didn't care for The Force Awakens, but I enjoyed The Last Jedi once I finally saw it on DVD. I will eventually see Solo the same way. I won't pay for it, but I'll catch it eventually. Well, good for you.
1: How's he going to... Is he going to wait for it to be on DVD, but he's not going to pay for it? Go ahead. Still trying to work that out, but go (laughs) ahead.
0: This is a reference to two episodes ago. Len, I don't know if you've paid attention to the Justice League Odyssey but Wonder Woman is teaming up with Darkseid to take on a cosmic being. I look forward to hearing your take, uh, y'all's take on Cloak and Dagger. Ah! But I wrote this before hearing this week's episode. <laughs> Krypton exceeded all expectations, and since I have next to none for Cloak and Dagger, I'm hoping it won't let me down. M- my girlfriend has started watching Krypton. Ah! Which totally out of the blue that she had Krypton on one day. Um, And it was early on in the run. And I had seen maybe about two episodes of Krypton coming in the middle. Yeah. And I appreciated the aesthetic of it, but I just wasn't caught up. Yeah. It just didn't grab me. She watched it from the beginning. She was watching it, I think it was either the first or the second episode. So I sat there and watched it with her. It looks cool. I just don't. did all that. I just don't care.
1: Yeah, I don't care.
0: I don't care. So sorry.
1: Oh, I should I should say I don't care, but I haven't seen it.
0: Ah, I've care. I don't care, and I have seen it. Uh, it was funny to hear JD talk about cloak and dagger and Runaways because the only knowledge I have from them comes from the few issues of Runaway. Their origins, as explained in that are that they got their powers by experimental drug trials. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. talked about all that. Yep, yep. So when they have them get their powers in an accident, a la the Hulk or Fantastic Four, I just assumed they didn't want to have the drug stuff as part of the series. But then they show Randy snorting some kind of crushed up pills. The show goes to some dark places that I wasn't expecting. The one thing I don't like is from the trailers, they keep referring to them as the divine pairing. I don't need that shit. It's two kids (laughs) who have powers. No need to make them the answer to a prophecy or whatever. Glad you enjoyed The Credibles, Len, but I never cared for it. Bumblebee is going to kick all sorts of ass, but while that is the correct paint job for Starscream, in the original comics and cartoon, he was an F-15 Eagle. While the paint job briefly seen certainly looks like Starscream, I don't believe that's an F-15 Eagle.
1: Holy shit. Chris
0: St. Saucy,
1: good night. Wow, I could not tell you what sort of plane that Starscream was. Me neither. You know what, I wish I could go back to the Transformers of of the, uh, my heyday. Hey! Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and watch them and get the same enjoyment out of them that I used to. I don't know, when you, we were talking about Starscream right now and, and Bumblebee and how much I used to really enjoy those um, uh, Generation 1 uh, Transformers. Right. I, I, <laughs> I don't enjoy them as much as I used to. I wish I could go back and just... I love them. them the way that I used to, you know. It's it's a bummer.
0: I mean that's unfor- I mean that's the way it is, you know, some things that you enjoyed as a kid you rewatch them and like it's just not the same excitement. <laughs> yeah, most for- most things I find that I used to See, like but is get it excited mo- about. I I guess maybe it is most things. There are still some things that still tickle me. Like I can still watch not all, but a lot of the old Warner Brothers cartoons. And they still just will crack me up.
1: Mine actually are the Tiny Toons. I just recently saw a couple Tiny Toons. And I was like, oh, these are still pretty fun. Yeah. I really enjoy these characters. For some reason, those original Looney Tunes, while they were a staple of my childhood, they didn't really stick around with me into my adulthood. Hmm. You know, I I don't, I, I think, what is it? Cartoon Network does this really cool thing, which I meant to bring up a long time ago on my Facebook feed they will do live I think it's Cartoon Network live Saturday morning cartoons and oh. you could go and just watch this live stream of like old classic Saturday morning cartoons and I thought really? how dope is that? so like what kind of cartoon? What cartoons I, are they showing? when I flipped past it it was like you know classic um, I thought it was like classic Bugs Bunny stuff oh okay yeah cool. um, but yeah um, anyway uh, I just had a little bit of tiny bit of malaise there thinking about the old Transformers and Things that I used to love that just don't hold up. Yeah,
0: um,
1: yeah, but I mean, but you know, that's as you get older. Stuff I can still watch like there's a lot of movies that I think hold up. Mm-hmm. But as far as Saturday morning cartoon entertainment, GI Joe doesn't hold up. Transformers doesn't hold up. The Rubik's Cube cartoon doesn't hold up. q <laughs> No, no,
0: those, those don't hold up.
1: GoBots, the GoBits.
0: But but Rubik's Cube, Go GoBots. I'm sorry, J D. They didn't hold up then.
1: <laughs> Why was <laughs> I was you a wee a lad. lad. I was a youngin. Yeah. And yeah. I was just there. Yo, man, I cannot think of many memories as a child that I love as much as waking up before everybody else on Saturday morning, having a big bowl of whatever the cereal, the chocolate cereal coated sugar bombs might mm-hmm. be, and uh, just sitting and having my alone time and watching Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. That was my dream. It was, it was everybody's dream. Yeah. That was everybody's world. Anyway, thank you so much, Crank Saucy. Yeah, you were a crank. Uh, You're see, a little bit of a crank right there. Uh, also, I did. I didn't listen to the last episode. Did, did you edit out literally everything about Patreon, my Patreon?
0: Yes, as you asked
1: me. Oh, great. Well, I have a Patreon, y'all, <laughs> uh, and I have a Patreon. I couldn't believe it. So I was. I had set up the Patreon. I made a whole stupid video. It's stupid. You should watch it. Just it's very cute. Send me hate mail because it's so annoying. Um, And then I made it live because I thought we mentioned it on the last episode, and I wanted to have it at least there so that people could be like, oh, that's a thing that exists in reality. And so I brought it up to show a friend of mine, and I was like, oh, look, I made a Patreon. He's like, oh, I was thinking about doing that. Let me check it out. And uh, unbeknownst to me, there was already a (laughs) Patreon. Someone had donated a dollar. So I get a dollar a month from Katie. Fulfer. Nice. And I, I really wanted to say thank you because you're my first And because so, when I clicked it, I said, oh, I have one patron. And I went, well, my mom doesn't know about it yet. I'd have to show her how to use Patreon in order <laughs> to get money from my mother. So it's not her. So I bet, I wonder if it's like St. Saucy or one of our you know, right, regulars. Listen. It's got to be one of our regulars. And when I saw Katie, I was like, I don't think I know Katie. So I was tickled beyond belief that uh, you were nice enough to throw a dollar my way. I really appreciate it. Uh, so if anyone else wants to do that, Patreon backslash Johnny Destructo. There you go. So thank you, Katie. Um, what else? Do we have another email? Is that it? Do you want to move on?
0: No, we do have one more email. Uh, I love you, Katie. I'm sure you do. From the Home Dad Abroad. Oh, yeah, that guy. Hi, JD and Len, but mostly Len. Oh, rude. Sorry, JD, but you are off the hook this time since you didn't care to, co- didn't, Dare to contradict me. <laughs> I like this guy. However, JD was correct in assuming that I was being sarcastic about the negation of Lynn Johnston's success. Note: you can usually default my comments to sarcasm. Hmm. Ah, very good for uh, for the future there, Mr. D- Mr. Uh, Mr. Abroad, Mr. Abroad. <laughs> First, the fresh stuff. Cloak and Dagger having a romantic connection in the ultimate universe, may it long rest in peace is gross. (laughs) Not because of their ethnic diversity, but because their long-standing relationship from the 616 universe was never romantic. Cloak and Dagger bonded as siblings, surrogate brother and sister, a relationship that can never end in a breakup, never be tainted by sexual tension, never be forgotten through time or distance. They became kin, and in every meaningful appearance they ever made in Marvel has been stronger and more intensely interesting for it. Too often... Writers lean on the crutch of sexual tension to give depth to male-female relationships, which hopefully will not follow into the broader spectrum of relationships we now have open access to in storytelling because gay-slash-lesbian-slash-trans-slash-or-what-have-you romances-slash-friendships-slash-adversaries don't need the oft-heavy dash-handed crutch of colon sex, colon, colon I'm joking, colon sex. <laughs> to keep their banter or dynamic interactions intriguing and meaningful. The one and only thing that has kept Cloak and Dagger reappearing in comics throughout the years is that their connection is deeper and more powerful than the throwaway, will-they-won't-they they, contrived hookups of the rest of all of the comic book universes here here that's why i said that that was a a that's great i love that as for the as for the loki conspiracy that would just be contrived bad writing that would bring down the lofty ideas and subtle growths explored in the rest of the mcu The Hulk's fear is an extension of the character growth he has been afforded by his subsuming of the banner persona. It would also negate the mini Hulk movie that Marvel has been making within Ragnarok, Infinity War, and the final phase three Avengers pick. Loki had a good run. Let him go. Nice. Now the stale stuff. And with that said, I will now do exactly what I shamed myself away from doing when I listened through gritted teeth as you rebutted my rantings in the last email (laughs) I will rebuke I love how passionate he is I just can't help it I can never get away with rebuking my wife and a man needs an outlet and much like with my wife however interesting the following may be to me if you don't want to torture your listeners with it or at least read it quietly to yourself getting to talk back to you guys means so much to me aww Len claimed that Cerebus kind of analyzed misogyny in its pages, but only because Day Sim retained the author's ability to view himself from the outside, even while careening down into the abyss of unfettered woman hatred. It seemed to start rearing its ugly but well-executed head after the nasty dissolution of his marriage to Denny Lupert, his co-publisher and editor, the woman he used as inspiration for the character Astoria in Serapis, one of the strongest, smartest, and most intelligent and interesting female characters ever put to page. But readers only became viscerally aware of his growing misogyny with the post-divorce revenge rape (gasps) of Astoria. What? By Cerebus through her first-person blindfolded and chained experience. It wasn't right. It wasn't just. But it was internally consistent with the impotence Astoria's manipulations brought out of Cerebus the aardvark dude raped somebody his wife in the in a comic god damn prior to all of that dave and Diné, as a team were creating from 77 to 83 the only fully successful comics publisher outside of marvel and dc they were hiring creators and publishing about 10 monthly titles and were profitable but none of that survived the divorce hmm As for Len's unfavorable comparison to Eric Larson's output, Dave himself was not just doing Cerebus without Gerhard at that point but was an active publisher out touring and promoting his books and writing, drawing young Cerebus stories for Marvel's Epic magazine and other special Cerebus stories for other outside publications. In terms of his getting his core book out consistently in 27 years, Cerebus was late a handful of times measuring in mere weeks. You in accurately describe months and years of hiatus. Similarly, Doonesbury did take a hiatus from publication, but was only for 22 months, during which Trudeau created a stage musical from the strip. The musical acted as a bridge from the characters' college commune days to the grown-up world of work and family that the strip would continue as. Its characters' real-time aged two years during the hiatus, picking up with them all having gone their separate ways and getting jobs and settling down. But still, as scathing as ever in its social and political commentary. Whereas Lynn Johnston's strip was far more intensely about family life. Neither strip was better or worse, see what I did, than the other. Neither bears direct comparison or rip-off shaming. In fact, none of these arguments I have put forth were meant to downplay the other creators' accomplishments, but simply to show the precedents that enabled newer luminaries, such as Larson, to become what they would be. We are tall because we stand on the shoulders of giants. But more to the point, Nihil Navam Samsul, the home dad abroad. P.S. Oh, come on. Nihil Navam Samsul means there is nothing new under the sun. As in every story has been told, every feeling has been felt by others before us. We're the same kind of people who hunted and gathered. Every generation just discovers the same things for themselves in their own way. That's why everything has a familiarity to it. Why we can usually predict which way a story is going to jump, and why amazing feats, like Larson's, become humdrum so fast. PPS. I know. I start writing and it just can't stop.
1: (laughs) It's what I do. It's like Stephen King.
0: Sent via inelegant terminology. Holy shit. The home data.
1: Well, thank you for joining us. That's our show. Yes. Uh no uh wow there was a lot I don't even Jesus
0: there's nothing really unpacky basically I mean he, he he put out his arguments it was a great email as all the emails from the home dad abroad yeah are and I'm just glad that we are able to fulfill a service for him yes because he is obviously just you know walks around his home with just gritted teeth <laughs> all day long
1: we're basically his live journal He it's just pretty <laughs> much
0: that's what we are
1: yeah. And I'm I'm fine with that. I'm good. I'm good with that. So thank you, Home Dad Abroad, for emailing us. Is there anything we need to respond to in there? Not really. Questions or anything, right? Uh, can... I mean, he gave us definitely
0: the history of Cloak and Dagger, yeah. which was well said, and um,
1: the, I, I I still want to see the first episode. I really want to watch that.
0: Yeah, well, I'll check real, it out.
1: Real good things. Um, yeah. Hey, what do we want to talk about? It's interesting that they're doing Cloak and Dagger, and Cloak
0: and Dagger is is a character that keeps coming back, and like you said, for good reasons. Mm-hmm. Because of, and I think it, it, he's right, it all goes back to the original creation. Yeah. And, that, and the facts that they were never a couple and that they were actually truly devoted friends.
1: I like that a lot, actually. Um, I really think there should be more pairings like that. Mm-hmm. Were, were we on the air when we were talking about the Karate Kid one, two, and three? I don't think so. Okay, because what I liked about Karate Kid 3, it was one of the first times I ever really experienced that sort of relationship twixt a man and a woman. In the first Karate Kid, he's uh, got a crush on Elizabeth Shue, and they wind up, I think, kissing at the end, and they wind up together. And then in part two, Daniel-san winds up going to Okinawa, where um, uh, Mr., Mr. Miyagi is from. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he has a crush on a girl who lives there, and mm-hmm. then they have a little thing. And then part three happened, and for the love of me, I can't remember the plot of that movie, Mm -hmm. but I do remember being stricken by waiting for them to wind up kissing and being a thing. Like, this is his third girlfriend. And at the end, it was just, no, they're just buds. Yeah. And I went, oh, what a fun, interesting way to do that. Mm -hmm. Because up until that point, a man and a woman always wound up together by the end of the movie. Right. So this is my first experience going, oh, no, they're just buds. That's really cool. I like that a lot. So, did you do you have a memory of like that sort of first time?
0: The, that first time of
1: of like you know.
0: Oh, when I noticed that guys and girls can just be friends.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. In uh, pop culture. I in, oh, in pop culture. Um, not really. Well, no. I guess it would be in reading Batman comic books and coming along, Robin and Batgirl. Because the the first Batgirl, the original Batgirl, who was the niece of the original Batwoman, both of those characters were decidedly created to be love interests for Batman and Robin. That was the Batwoman. That was Katie Kane that wore the yellow suit with the red cape. Um, that was the first Batgirl. That was the first. That was the first Batwoman with the yellow suit with oh, the red bad. cape.
1: Oh, well, Batwoman.
0: These are the first Batgirl. And well, no, she, her niece. Became the first Bat Girl. What? Yeah, he, Babs he, wasn't the
1: first Bat Girl. No.
0: Holy cats! No, there was a there was a Bat Girl before. That Bat that Girl, I guess you probably didn't even realize, would later on come back to comics um, in the late seventies and join Teen Titans West. When I teen, don't
1: remember that there was a Teen. They there had was two a, teams.
0: There was a Teen Titans West, and that Bat Girl became a member of that, that team.
1: So, where, who was on? All right, just real quick.
0: On T- Teen Titans West? Yeah. Teen Titans West was um, that bat girl, Lilith. Uh, I think Speedy went out there as well. Um, this big Neanderthal dude named Nyark. And. Nyark? Yeah, because it was like G N A R K K. Oh, okay. Uh, and I think. And the Golden Eagle. What who are these people? The golden eagle was on up. there. I'm not making these up. These are, these are actual characters. And um and I wanna I don't think Bumblebee was there. Shall I? Go ahead.
1: Shall I wiki you? Um wiki, wiki. uh Lilith Omen. Yes. Uh Hawk Dove. Oh,
0: Hawk and Dove was there. Yeah.
1: Nyark. <laughs> See? Nyark. Um, Batgirl slash Flamebird
0: That's the name she took on Mary
1: Elizabeth slash Mary Elizabeth quote unquote Betty Kane Yes Uh, Golden Eagle who was Charlie Parker or Ch'al Andar Okay Fuck you, comic books sometimes Beast Boy slash The Changeling Garfield Logan
0: That's right because that's before the reboot of Teen Titans where Beast Boy became a member of Teen Titans proper Man This was like the late 70s
1: 1977, Teen Titans 50 Yep and was there was there a book for them, or was it like? They no, what following... happened?
0: What basically happened, if I remember correctly, in Teen Titans, like every other issue for a little bit of time, was like proper Teen Titans, then a Teen Titans West. It. Oh, how was that received? Not very well, which is why the Teen Since Titans. Since I didn't
1: know that there was a Teen Titans West, <laughs> I guess that does explain something. Yeah, yeah,
0: that and that's why that the Teen Titans never really found their footing until the reboot with Marv Wolfman and George. Perez. Oh, so Paris. this was
1: pre-Wolfman. This, Perez. Fr- this pre- wasn't part of that. No,
0: no, this is pre that.
1: Oh, right, because it's '77, and the Wolfman Perez stuff didn't start until in the '80s. '80s, right on, right on. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. anyway, that first, that first Batgirl. Yeah.
0: And and Batwoman, they were made to be love interests for Batman and Robin mm-hmm. in the '50s and '60s. So much so that a lot of their issues was all about, you know, oh my God, Batman and Batgirl, Batman and Batwoman are married. Now what are Bat? Batgirl and Robin want gonna do you know mm-hmm. um and then there's this one famous issue when Batman and Batwoman are stranded on a quote unquote planet and they're both dying and it is there that they both uh uh, uh, uh admit their love for one another Aww. yeah it's whatever so um oh. but when they rebooted Batgirl with Barbara Gordon yeah um when they did that, she wasn't made to be a love interest at all. She was made to be a separate character, and that's when I came around to the comics. Like I found the original Batgirl, like reading old comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I saw that Batgirl, her and Robin, they were teaming up as just friends. They were just cool. They weren't. They weren't like a love interest at oh, all. So that's the first time it really hit for me because okay. before then I saw you know Black Canary and Green Arrow. Well. They were fucking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, Superman and Lois Lane, they wanted to be fucking. Mm -hmm. You know, so.
1: All right, cool. All right, motherfucker, let's talk about best friends. (laughs) Okay. Partners.
0: Partners. Partners. No, well, there's a difference. Best friends are not not necessarily your partner. Batman and Robin are partners, but they're not best friends.
1: That's true. That's true. People who got your back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're not best friends. All I really
1: know is the... the Will Smith's song, podnos
0: <laughs> I always to, like to, to me, believe it or not, I think that's one of the differences between the Avengers and the Justice League. The Avengers, I think, while they're not all great friends with one another, I think there are pockets of really good friendships mm. that come together for the, to form that team. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Justice League, I think they are all just partners. And I think that's the difference, you know?
1: See, I would, I would politely disagree, because when I was growing up and reading the JL, uh, Wally and Kyle were the two kind of newbies who had to prove things to the other Justice Leaguers, who were like these big godlike creatures. Mm-hmm. But while, while Kyle and Wally were sort of the... Young uh, pups? Yeah, yeah, them young boys who um, had to fill the shoes of people, you know, their predecessors, predecessors, predecessors. And so that sort of formed a bond between them. But you were saying that when you were younger, Wally and Well, not uh Wally,
0: yeah, when I was younger, Wally and Dick Grayson were best friends because they
1: were Teen Titans. So
0: they were Teen Titans yeah. and and from little kids mm-hmm. growing up, you know what I mean? They could they could never really cuz the Teen Titans originally were Wally Kid Flash Robin uh, Dick Grayson Garth Aqualad mm-hmm. um Roy Speedy and Donna Troy as Wonder, Wonder Girl. Girl Aqualad would always had to had to go leaving cuz he was drying the hell out yeah. <laughs> Speedy had to go leave cuz he had to go take care of something
1: Yeah he was you know, drying
0: out <laughs> you know what I mean and um Wonder Girl you know because they were young boys they were a little unsure about her mm-hmm. because you know it's like this big pretty woman walking around hey <laughs> you doing Wonder yeah. girl you know so the wally and and uh dick. dick just gradually became closer and closer friends and as the teen titans grew on in age that fr- that friendship always stayed true.
1: Yeah, I think because of publishing. Yeah, publishing, publishing jacks all that up. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, because then all of a sudden, Wally was the Flash, and he wasn't in the Teen Titans. So, uh, and then Nightwing wasn't in the Teen Titans anymore. He was doing his own book. Yeah, but even
0: then, to me, while I understand in the comic book, the Justice League, they wrote Wally and Kyle was getting along, mm-hmm. and maybe even to some degree in all of the in in their individual books. To me. There were still enough signs out there that Wally and Dick were still close. Right. And they were still they were still best friends. The 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 rewriting of friendships that I didn't like, Batman and Superman were best friends at one time. Yeah. And they stopped being best friends. I actually didn't mind them rewriting that. That was yeah. fine with me.
1: It makes sense for those types of characters.
0: Exactly. So it made them more interesting. So I was I was cool with that. However, Hal Jordan's Green Lantern. To me, in my world, growing up in the 70s, his best friend was always Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow. That's who he shared a comic book with. That's who was with him. That's who was with uh, Oliver when they discovered that Speedy had a drug problem. Yeah, it was it was Hal. It was they are the ones that went through so many adventures together and was such. Good friends. Even when they were on the Justice League, sometimes, Justice League story, sometimes, and Green Arrow would like act a fool, it was Hal that would be the one that would calm him down. Ah. So those were the two best friends that I always appreciated. And then when they all of a sudden rewrote it so that now Hal was supposed to be best friends with Barry Allen, I was like, the Barry Allen's flash, I was calling foul. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, they were cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they weren't friends, but that wasn't his bull. His yeah. bull was Oliver Queen. Yeah. It was not Barry Allen, and it made sense because Barry Allen was corny and was <laughs> boring. And Hal would not roll
1: with. That's true. Barry That's like true. That. Yeah, Barry was a, such a nerd. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Hal would be best friends with him. No, he's, he'd be he's, cool he's with he's him. A, he's a bro. Yeah, he's dude bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Um, uh, when I oh, one of my favorites was the thing, and another um, thing, Spidey and Human Torch. Yes, that was a big deal back in the eighties. Like they mm-hmm. would hang out, um, and uh, I'm trying to remember how would he, oh they would always meet at the Empire State Building. Yep, that was like their meeting place, and uh, you know the um johnny would like write in fire you know meet me at the place or something like that Mm -hmm. and then spidey would know to go to um uh the empire state building and i always thought that was a lot of fun yeah i thought that was real cool because
0: it it made sense because in that era of comics they were around the same age yeah it growing up in their superherodom you know but even
1: even way back in the day the you know the steve didco stuff that's true yeah um he he was such a dick in his first appearance in Spider-Man. You know, Johnny shows up, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got, you know, the gorgeous car, and he's got all the women, and then Spider-Man shows up, and he just sort of, like, they were very antagonistic towards each other yeah. way back. Yeah. Uh, they were almost, I wouldn't say enemies, but, like, they did not click immediately. No, they did not. So that was something that over the course of decades, they sort of cultivated this friendship, which I thought was really cool. Now, you had mentioned while we were off air that, and you're right, but I never think of it unless I think of the origin of the Fantastic Four, that it was the thing in Reed.
0: Yeah, that was supposed to be his best friend. Again, another pairing. Made no sense nah. why they would be best friends. No. But, but to a degree, you could maybe understand it because Reed was such an egghead and Ben would be the one that protect him from himself. Yeah. Or maybe even keep him grounded. Yeah. Because when sometimes when Reed will go off onto his highfalutin ideas and would be leaving Sue behind, Ben was the one to be like, yo, you better go Catch your girl, man. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know, you you know, Namor's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, <know? laughs> you know. So you better, you better act well, like you know, bro.
1: is, is heading over. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, man. You don't want them pointy ears all up in your invisible snatch. <laughs> oh my
1: god. Yeah, I don't. I never really saw them as friends throughout reading, but I've never been a huge FF guy. Mm-hmm. I would dip in and out and check it out here and there, but they didn't catch me on a monthly basis. Yeah, I was reading somewhere.
0: Oh, I was listening to a podcast. Um, geek history lesson. Oh, where they teach like a history lesson about some character or something like that. And they were doing an Iron Man history. It's audio. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the one guy and I forget the guy's name, the the host. And it's a cool podcast. But he was talking about how they were doing a history of Iron Man, and he was do- talking about how, in his reading of it, Iron Man, Tony Stark, and Reed were best friends, but they, because they were always trying to one up each other.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: And I was like, yeah, they may be trying to one-up each other, but they weren't best friends. Nah, nah that's corny. Nah, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. You don't know what you're talking about. That is Iron Man's best friend always and always was. Happy Hogan. Always... No. No?
1: No. Oh.
0: It's James. James Rhodes. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's Rhodey. You're right. That was always Will and always has been his best friend. Happy was cool. Happy was his bull. But Happy ha- wasn't his buddy? Is he? No, Happy was his buddy. it was, was, like, his buddy. second buddy? Yeah, but James was because as they wrote it, they had a shared. They, him and Rhodes, have more of a shared history.
1: Oh, you know? I don't know their history.
0: I think that for some reason, I think their history has a, a military background in, in I it. I can see that, and, yeah. and, and maybe that's the history with, with Happy too. But for whatever reason, and maybe it was just to put a black person in the comics. But they made James his, his best friend, and goddamn it, that works for, for me.
1: Okay. Right. And it probably
0: is more along the lines of, you know.
1: One of the more recent pairings that I like is actually Jessica Jones and Carol Danvers. I do like that. Yeah, that's nice. Every so often they would get, you know, the, the uh, issue would start with them like getting lunch or having coffee or yeah. something and talking about their woes and stuff. Well, like that, that
0: was Brian Bendis. Again, Brian Bendis, when he created the character Jessica Jones, not only did he create this fully fleshed character that it, you know, Taken root and 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 sworn in uh in Marvel, but he took these other characters that nobody was really doing anything with, mm-hmm. Luke Cage, yep. Carol Danvers, the Purple Man, and made them absolutely positively interesting and captivating. Yep, you know what I mean. One hundred percent. So and and just by making Carol Danvers her best friend. Talking Jessica through all the stuff that the Purple Man did with her mm-hmm. which then gave Jessica the entree to talk to Carol about all the stuff that she went through. Because a lot of people don't know that there was a famous Avengers annual the way they did Carol Danvers dirty. Had her basically raped in the comic book by a guy and then have like some cosmic seed planted in, inside her and all this type of stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, that you know because of the time they never spoke to how that really affected that character mm-hmm. every once in a while when they wanted to just make her loopy they would yeah. say oh it's because of this but they yeah. never really got delved deep into yeah. what that would do to a woman and it was through her appearing in uh alias and jessica jones that re- brian Bendits really examined that
1: yes um so yeah i, I, I always like that um who Who else? Who else we got? Oh, you know what? They're not best friends. But recently, something happened with Flash Thompson. So when I was growing up, Peter was best friends with Harry Osborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a big deal that his dad was the Green Goblin and blah-da-yada-yada. Yada. But that seems to have gone by the wayside ever since Harry kind of died and was brought back for one brand new day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete was made a little younger and it, you know they kind of just say that they're best friends but they never really engage each other exactly. in the comic books like they used to they used to be like roommates they would they would go to CMJ go 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 dancing mm-hmm. you know what i mean do all sorts of stuff but now um there was a really touching moment recently with Flash and i really appreciate how Flash Thompson went from a bully who used to pick on Puny Parker to a war hero, to Venom, to anti Venom. Um, I just, I really like how their relationship grew and developed and went through a metamorphosis throughout the past,
0: you know, however many years. So, did, did he eventually discover Peter
1: Parker as Spider Man?
0: I mean, if he had the symbiote.
1: I guess he must have, right? I don't remember. I don't 100% remember that. Mm. Um, so are they friends now? Him and Peter? Yes. Because he
0: always loved Spider-Man. Yes. Oh.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember if there was ever that like revelation of like, oh, I was the the president of the Spider-Man fan club, but <laughs> I was throwing Puny Parker in lockers and stuff, and then having to realize that he w- he must have. He must have. I want to say maybe it was during the JMS run. Okay. Um, but I'm sure someone out there will uh, write in and let me know. Home Dad Abroad will send me a scathing email. So, Him or Chris.
0: Um, what yeah. are they doing with Jimmy Olsen these days?
1: Um, he's just like some redheaded
0: stepchild who hangs out. Really? I mean, he used to be Superman's best friend. That was, that was the so title was the of his title comic title book. Of
1: book. Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he shows up in Man of Steel with Brian Michael Bendis writing it. Uh, and he's just sort of like, he's got like a couple of lines and that's it. He's not really a fleshed out background character as of yet. I don't think they know what to do with Jimmy anymore. Nah, they used to give him like turtle powers and stretching powers Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. Um, yeah, I think the last time I spent any particular time with him was back during like the Jerry Ordway stuff back Mm -hmm. in the nineties. He would show up back when they were dealing with the side characters like, um,
0: Bobo Bo- Bibbo? bibbo yeah, bibbo, yeah bibbo
1: yeah, yeah, with his cornflower ear
0: cauliflower
1: cauliflower what would I say
0: you said cornflower
1: oh yeah, cauliflower ear, thank you <laughs> um, uh, and he would spell, he would say superman s o o p e r so yeah he's yeah a lot of the the friendships that we grew up on len, they have dissolved as friendships do occasionally they do they
0: they they really do now I would tell you, um I'll tell you that a friendship that has evolved, and I think it's still evolving, but I feel like I like where it's going. Okay, I'm in. Go. That's my friendship with you.
1: <laughs> oh, you caught me so off guard. Because,
0: I mean, you know, <laughs> oh, full disclosure, me and JD met via Randy. Yeah, yeah. When y'all, the two of you worked in Comics and More. Uh-huh. And we we will come in proximity with you and, and bug out with you, come in and talk shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this this redheaded kid at Comics and More. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> and then you, you know, unceremoniously were asked to leave Comics and More, to which gave rise to the hero complex. Yeah. And we came here, and me and Randy would come here and bust it up with you. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of times, Randy wasn't able to come. So I came on my own. And I'll be honest, I was nervous of coming on my own. Yeah. Because uh, Randy was always like the that, bridge. that bridge. Yeah, yeah. But what had happened is that when you had left Comics and More, you know, Randy was still at Comics and More. So I was at Comics and More with him and Tim, where I met yeah. Tim. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Tim from last
0: week. Tim from last week. Tim came down here. So... Tim, while me and Tim never became like super close friends, he became kind of like you know a sub buffer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if I came down and Randy wasn't there,
1: it was still cool.
0: I still it was still cool because Tim was there. Yeah, yeah. No, so I've yeah. got, I, I've got I, I can buffer through Tim. <laughs> so oh, I buffered I through Tim, and but in in doing that, I got to learn more about you. Mm see that you were, I always had the, the image of you just being a cool dude, but I saw that you were actually just, you know, just putting it plainly, a very sweet guy. Ah. And uh, someone who I really enjoyed. I have a lot of people in my life who um, I meet and I realize that, wow, if I really did what I was supposed to do, they could be like a a good friend of mine. There's yeah. one there's one rapper, this guy Zilaraka, who I tell him every time I almost every time I see him. It's like, "Man, it's me. I'm telling you it's me yeah. because me and you should be closer. Yeah, yeah. Because we do get along that well. Yeah, yeah. And I I love the fuck out of this guy. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's just me and and honestly, a little bit of my shyness and not wanting to intrude on people's lifestyles yeah, yeah, yeah. and things like that. Um, that that we we never have.
1: Zilla what?
0: Zilla Raka Is, he, is it, he good? He's fucking phenomenal. Okay, cool. Fucking great. Um, So uh, I I made it a point as me and you got closer that I'm not going to let this happen with JD. <laughs> so I'm going to still do the show with JD and that's going to be my entree into chilling with JD. Nice! But I'm going to make it a point that to... Reach out and, like, you know, be present for him when he wants to talk about the shit that's going on in his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and hopefully he'll return the favor to me. And if our friendship never do, evolves further than that, then that's still a true friendship.
1: Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's
0: not just bugging as, as host of a show. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I like that. I actually, you know, it made me feel good because you moved into the new spot. And I came down here on Sunday to, to, to help you move. Mm-hmm. And there was a part of me as I was walking out the house, I'm like, do I wanna bring the microphones? Ah. No, no,
1: I'm just helping my buddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna go help my buddy. That's, That's it. Awesome. And, and and I did. And it meant a lot to me, too, because, like, it wasn't, you know, we are supposed to be moving that night, but you're like, I only got a couple of hours, you know, helped help me throw stuff in boxes in order to move them, and it was awesome. I was like, oh, it was really cool of him to show up to just uh, do that, to help me out. Um, yeah, uh, it's fun. <laughs> it didn't really occur to me that way with Randy <laughs> and the buffer. Um, <laughs> but what I have noticed is that on Wednesdays, when we're supposed to be doing the show, when we first started doing the show, I tried to, like, Make sure everything was like moving along quickly so that you could get in and get out, so mm. that it wasn't like taking up your day. And now I've noticed over the past, you know, several months, we just spend longer and longer, just kind of hanging out. <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, we what should we talk about on the show today?" <laughs> We've been hanging out for a couple of hours. We should probably do the show. Uh, so that that I have noticed, which I uh, which I love a lot. So uh, it's always interesting when friends break the friend buffer they break yeah. through the friend the friend buffer it is into right? other friends yeah i always love that so yeah man it's always like my one of my favorite parts of my week is when you come down here and we, we hang out i feel bad that i don't ever go to you that's occurred to me you always come to my shop and i've never i traveled like i've been on the prime a couple of times yeah i go to the studio oh. but yeah i've never actually come to you to do it that's cool but um yeah i'm the one with the equipment so it's fine that's, that's that surprised me. That was nice. Yes. Uh, and I think I think our um, repertoire uh, shines through on the show. It does, I I've, think. I feel like people, That's some what... people, I get nervous. I'm like, oh, we couldn't do a show just the two of us uh, with other people that I've done some podcasts with. I go, I don't know. I don't know if we could fill that void. Uh, so, yeah, the fact that it's just me and you, yeah, uh, tickles me. Oh. Uh, Oh, I'm all sweaty <laughs> and emotional. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a good that's a good friendship. I like that one. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> I like them. But, you know, one of
0: the reasons I brought up Coke and Dagger, mm. to get us onto our last topic, is because before we dip into our, our actual last topic, which will be our <laughs> our new weekly feature, uh, Brandon, ask us. Um, but the reason I brought up Coke and Dagger is because, they keep returning to that and, and it keeps, it's a property that keeps returning, keeps coming back. And, but there's a reason for it because of their friendship. Yeah. So I ask you, JD, JD. <laughs> why conversely does DC, because Marvel keeps returning to Cloak and Dagger, yeah. why does DC keep returning to Hawkman? Hawkman.
1: I don't, man, I well, don't know. Well, they give up. Just stop. <laughs> they keep, tr- like, Jeff Johns tried it. Yeah. And apparently it was real good. I couldn't tell you because I didn't read it because I don't care about Hawkman. And uh, the one thing that he tried to do, from my understanding, is to take all of the 90 different origin stories that Hawkman had. Yes. And s- streamline them down. Give him a Hawk crisis. Yes. So there's just one little origin. And now I see in the solicitations for Hawkman number one, which dropped today at your local comic book store, uh, there's a new origin story for him. What the... Just stop it. Just stop. Brandon, you they can't hear you. But do you do you read Hawk? Do you have any history with Hawkman? No, no he doesn't know Shut about Hawkman. Right. That's what I assume the ending... What? Too complicated. Yeah. That is the way I've... Looked. Look at that dog. Look at those dogs. They're so cute. That's how I feel about <laughs> Hawkman, where... Um, it's there's a lot to jump into, and also he looks dumb. With the character itself, the you character think? Character just looks dumb. See,
0: I think the character itself, in his original look with the full hawk mask, and the and the and the wings and the big chest. I mean, like, I mean, he's a, he's a, a bold dude. He's just walking around with. He's a wrestler. He's walking around yeah. with his
1: chest out. You know, he's he's got the He Man. Whatever bandoliers with the logo yeah. in the middle thing that that. Yeah. People well, I mean, that's maybe. the harness
0: that's holding his wings. Yeah. You know, I I I, I kind of dig that. But, I thought they just had yeah. Well, I don't d- d- even know. It depends. That's the it depends on the origin. Brandon, at he said he thought they just had wings, but it depends on the origin. As as the Hawkman was originally created back in the 40s or the, yeah, I think in the 40s, um, he was Carter Hall, archaeologist who wandered onto this I think he wandered into the the, the ancient trappings of this old hawk god and stuff, which was wings and stuff like that. You're already confusing Brandon. I know.
1: Because, because it sounds like it sounds like Moon Knight. Uh, Right, he was a dude who stumbles onto some like Egyptian stuff. Yeah,
0: but that—it's not just Moon Knight. I mean, that happens all the time. Okay. I mean, I mean like the original Green Lantern stumbled onto his lantern. (laughs) That's he tripped over it. You know, the the original Flash stumbled and had chemicals pour on him. All uh, of a sudden, he had super... Are, sp-
1: those are hard water fumes. Hard water fumes. <laughs> and I remember as a kid being like, what the fuck what is, is a hard water, water, water fume? He fell asleep at his desk and breathed in some hard water fumes. And
0: next thing you know, he was running fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, that beats the the original wizard of Marvel oh, Comics, who was bit by a mongoose. And
1: then he got
0: <laughs> the speed of a no, I don't even think it was bit. No. I think he got like a transfusion no, shut up. of shut up. mongoose I'm gonna, blood. I'm going to Google this. Look up the original Wizard. I lied to you not. I'm pretty sure that was the Golden Age Wizard. That was his, that was his uh, origin story. Robert
1: Frank. Yes. Yeah.
0: Debuted
1: 1941. USA yes. Comics number one. Uh, born in Missouri. I don't care. Origin of the Golden Age character begins while Robert Frank is on a trip to Africa with his father, Dr. Emil Frank, where Frank no, where Robert is bitten by a cobra. Okay, keep, ru- keep reading. Dr. Frank saves Robert by a trans- transfusion of mongoose blood. <laughs> I told you. And soon discovers that his son has developed super speed. Frank then decides to fight crime and eventually accepts the offer of Invaders member Bucky, who forms the superhero team, the Liberty Legion, to rescue the other Invaders. I told uh, you. I told the you. Luther stays behind and
2: just shits. <laughs> I told you. blood. To me, the interesting thing is like, they should just ignore Hawkman's origin because, like, Wonder Woman, what about her origin? That's super confusing. Well, her origin is not confusing. It. Her, origin, her well,
0: origin, as far as I know, has pretty much stayed the same. She was created out of clay. Right. And then formed – and then and fumed with life by the guys. And it
1: was upset. She couldn't have a kid. Right. So she prays and prays, and she makes a little – because that's what people do. You, you make a baby out of sand, and then – Well, she's – well,
0: it, depending on the story, she's either instructed by the guys to do
2: it
1: or whatever. And then they make her a kid. Yeah, right? yeah. But then, see, I've
2: heard, there's things I've heard where, like, she's either the daughter of Zeus – like an actual like demigod. Mm. Well, he, yeah, they've
0: they've kind of retrofitted some of some of the trappings around it. That's the Brian Azarello stuff. Yeah, that's the Brian Azarello stuff. Good. But even even in there, there's sti- that basic tenet of her origin is she was made of clay. It's just like you know you can change who killed them all you want. The tenet of Batman's origin is that his family died in Crime Alley. Yeah, The uh, Krypton blew up and and the baby came here. So they can change their trappings around differently, but a core origin is a core origin. Hawkman has had about 12 core origins. Now, you're right. They should just ignore it. You know what they should do? Eric Larson. Everybody should take lessons from Eric Larson. Eric Larson created the Savage Dragon, who was this dragon who's not really a dragon, but this green-scale, muscle-bound guy with a fin and three toes um, on each foot, uh, who all of a sudden showed up and was a good guy, became a cop, and started fighting crime. And for, uh, they may have since told his origin, because I stopped reading it around issue 100, but it got to issue 100, and you didn't know how he became the Savage Dragon. And you know what? You didn't give a fuck because he was the Savage Dragon. They should just say right now he's Hawkman. Hey, Fucking Origin. Now I still wouldn't give a fuck about the character, but they should just say boom, he's Hawkman, and that's what he is. because
2: If anything, they should do that just for Hawk Girl, like because part of why I'm not interested in her is because they're both kind of tied together.
0: Unfortunately.
2: Right, because she seems fine. Like I like her. I liked her in um. Justice League, the animated show. Yeah. And then, yeah.
1: So, so basically, Hawkgirl is the living embodiment of not passing the Bechdel test. Yes. Yeah. She exists only to find her way to her man.
0: Unfortunately, as they have, they have written her, it was in the Justice League cartoon that she first time reached, truly had her own identity.
1: So, Savage Dragon's origin. I uh-huh. remember. I remember that. He never had an origin. I always thought that was kind of cool, but I also like, I wonder what his origin is. Turns out his origin is that uh, the dragon used to be an evil tyrant named Emperor Kerr K-U-R-R, who led a nomadic race of aliens that live in a starship. They have spent thousands of years searching for a suitable new homeworld, and Kerr had chosen Earth. But when we met him... He was just naked in, a, like in, a, in the middle of a burning field yeah. with no memory. And he wakes up, and he's like, well, I don't know what to do. I guess I'll be a – oh, the, a cop had found him right? Um, and led him into his house and, like, gave him food and shelter and then trained him. I guess he went to the academy. Cop school. Cop school, <laughs> um, police academy five. He went to a police academy five <laughs> and then was a cop. Yeah, but yeah, he used to be – his name was Kerr, and he was – that's stupid.
0: Yeah, that, that I wish that, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That that that's uh that's not canon.
1: And so Hawkman and Hawkgirl right now, for anybody who doesn't know, I believe their origin right now is that they are constantly reincarnated. Yeah. Like legends. Like in yes,
0: legends. Were they in legends and then I think they but they, did they get killed? I know Hawkman got killed.
2: Hawkman got killed, but then he comes back because a future what's his name? Vandal Savage gets a future version of him and uses that version. They were awful. They were the worst part of Legend of Tomorrow season one. And then at the end, they find, like, Nth Metal or something. So then it turns out they're also doing the Alien origin. And then it's just, like, they were, like, merging both of them.
0: So, But neither of them are in Legends anymore. No,
2: because everyone hated them. And so they left at the end of the season. And it was like, maybe they'll come back. And everyone else came back of of the team except those two.
0: Yeah. Rightfully so. Fuck them. Yeah, nobody cares about Hawkman. I
2: don't care about Hawkman.
1: Okay. anyway email us at no, uh, don't you want Brandon to... Matt you don't want to do... email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com and let us know if you like Hawkman maybe you have a particular love of Hawkman and you want to share it with us maybe we're just not getting something yeah yeah what aren't we getting yeah
0: about you, Hawkman. you'd
1: let us know or 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 you could go to Colts at gmail or not at Gmail just coltpopgo.com dot and, and leave us a voicemail Brandon is here for our weekly segment Brandon asks us see you seem to say ask us is it asks us or ask us
2: the name is to be decided
1: we need a different name B.A.U. no we don't no we don't Brandon wants a new name (laughs) get a show Brandon can get a show email in with a new name title email Brandon Brandon, is that's setting content (laughs) <laughs> you, does, you're about to give into it. No, does Brandon have a have a he's a his, uh, triple designation? Does he, he does. I what forget is, what it is. What's your Brandon? No.
2: Brandino.
1: That doesn't work either. All right, what do you got? You got something for us? You got questions? Four. I'm going to hand you my microphone. Wait, how much time do we have? Oh
2: my God!
0: What time is it?
2: Four thirty. Jesus Christ! What, I didn't expect you five guys to minutes. be doing it. I thought you'd be done. Oh.
0: Yeah, five yeah, you got you got five minutes. Okay,
2: then cool. I'll do a fun one. One sec. My yeah. phone is loading. I hope I, it would be I just don't talk. And I should talk because it's a podcast. So I'm talking while my phone loads. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um,
0: I swear I'm going <laughs> to isolate that yay. Yeah. Uh, like he did that on the last one. It's, yay, it's Brandon. That can be my I intro. cracked up. I cracked the fuck up when I heard that.
2: Um, are there any characters, heroes or villains, that you'd like to see in the Beboverse or the MCU? In um, the Bebo verse, because in Weapons of Tomorrow there was this little, it was like a Tickle Me thing, oh, and it was Bebo, and it got transported back to like the Viking times, and they worshipped it, and so now fans have dubbed the Arrow verse the Bebo verse because it was just it was an adorable little thing, and the reason I asked first off is because I see a lot of people, because like like I said, the original reason I wanted to ask these questions is because I wanted to ask people who have been reading comics for a long time. Because I see online, like every season, people want Godspeed to come in Flash. But, like, I feel like if you actually read Godspeed, his origin, his original story isn't that great, in my opinion. And so it's like, I feel like it's people who haven't read comics. So I'm interested in people who have read comics, what they would like to see.
0: So you said in the Bebo verse or the, what's the other? MCU. Or the MCU, who would we like
1: to see? Mm -hmm. From.
0: Go ahead. I would like to see the Anti Monitor oh! from Crisis of Infinite Earths come into this Bebo verse that you speak of and eat it. So he can eat <laughs> them. He can destroy all of the shows, each and every one of them. And then the show could come back as one show that
1: just features. The DC universe. You want Justice League Unlimited live action? Yes. Holy I mean, shit. That's the, much. that's the crossovers pretty much, you say? Yeah, but see, but well, that's still team. But I want it's just one
0: show, but they all just live in that universe. So every once in a while, it's, it's you know, you got maybe a green arrow and a flash shows up, or, or it's not even that. It's somebody else's character. But it'd be live
1: action. Let's
0: have fun with that. That sounds
1: awesome. The problem is, is that I don't... Well, I guess each issue... Would each episode be like a different... So like one would be the Flash, one would be the Green Arrow. You're not talking about like constant team-ups all the time. No, I'm not talking constant team-ups. I'm just talking about stuff that happens in this universe. Mm. It's Mm. like it's an ensemble show. Damn. And sometimes people aren't on a particular episode. Because what I like about the Flash is that I feel like you get a lot of actual like emotional... um, uh, depth with their characters and Do their relationships. Really? Well, not depth, but like you get some time with them, is what I'm saying. I guess you get time, but they're yeah. all just
0: bitching about Barry.
1: That's not true. Yes, they are. Love Barry. Barry himself. Barry's
0: Barry. bitching about Barry. Iris is bitching about Barry. Somebody's mad at Barry. Somebody's scared that she's going to turn into a villain so and she's going to kill Barry. Yeah. Barry's going to kill somebody. Yes, it's, and, and, then, and then Hunter, or not Hunter, um... Who's the doctor guy with the glasses? Oh, Stein. H.R. H.R. Oh. He's 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 going and coming, so he can play another version of his damn self another damn time.
1: Oh, does he? God, I can't stand that around? fucking
0: no, show. It. That show annoys oh. me.
1: Yeah, he's been, he's oh, I not well, yeah. I'm, I'm back on season three, so I didn't know if H.R. or something happened to him, and now there's another version that's Yes, you're in
0: season three. You're about you're about three H.R.s behind. Damn it. Yes. Line. Yes, the Council of the, Wells. The Council yeah. of I've Wells, that, which they yeah. stole from D, from Marvel, because there was the Council of Reeds.
1: Yeah, but wasn't there a wasn't there another Council? Council of, Rick, council of Ricks. I'm thinking of the Council of Ricks from Rick and Morty. The yeah.
0: Council yeah. of Ricks yeah, from. Probably that's probably yeah. from Fantastic Four too. Yeah. They
1: all steal. They all so steal. you want a Justice
0: League live? But a, like I said, it doesn't have to be Justice League. They don't have to be a team. You want
1: DC Universe live?
0: Yes. Yeah, that's really good. They couldn't afford to do it. Why not? It'd be, it'd be cheaper. Because then you don't have to, to do 22. Actor because, every? But then you don't have to have 22 episodes of Supergirl, 22 episodes of Flash. Yeah. It'd be cheaper. Because it's an ensemble.
1: Yeah, that's the
2: truth.
0: Yes, they'd have room for
1: other stuff. they other stuff. Well, that's because they don't have room.
2: No, I'm good. I mean.
1: You know, he says I'm good, but then he keeps talking without the microphone. Um, who, would I, who would I like to see in the Marvel Universe? Ms. Marvel. She's Oh, but Ms. She's Marvel. Coming, but she's coming. Well, Captain she's Marvel's coming, but they also just released that Ms. Marvel is coming. Yeah. And I'd rather her have a TV show or a cartoon. She's I in a cartoon.
0: She's in Avengers. She's in
1: something, yeah. She's Wait, in, she's in, I just saw her in Avengers. There's an Avengers cartoon?
0: Yeah. R- really? It's yeah, it's on well. on Disney XD. And oh. it's not good,
1: but she's oh, in it. Oh, oh, all right. But she's in it. Okay, so I'm not missing anything. She's, well, she's part of the Avengers. All right, that's good. Um... Who else would I like to see in the Marvel universe?
0: Which amazes me. that They can't Spider get their Gwen. animation right. Who? She's, uh, Marvel. the well, their this, TV animation.
1: Yeah, the Spider-Man animation. We're going to have Spider-Gwen soon. So that's, I feel like all of my needs are being taken care of. Like, I, Spider-Gwen's coming.
0: Yeah, you're getting your whole Spider-verse.
1: Ms. Marvel. Uh, is there anybody that I love and I just don't have a thing for? Venom's coming. I'm curious to see that. I hope it's good. It's not going to be, but I hope so.
0: Well, while he's thinking, yeah, my Marvels would be a TV series and they would do it for... Well, well, they're doing Legion on FX. So let's say they make it FX. Let's do it on FX. I think FX probably owns the, pro- the rights anyway. Doing it on FX is a TV series. It's a period show. It takes place in the late 50s, early 60s, and it's called the Fantastic Four. Oh! Or, if you didn't want to call it the Fantastic Four, you could do the same thing that I'm suggesting with DC Universe, and you put out a, 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 a TV series still set in the 50s and the 60s, and you called it call it either no, you call it the Marvel Age.
1: You call it Marvels.
0: You call it Marvels.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well done. Thank that's that's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Damn.
1: That's pretty good too. I like that. I'd watch shit out of that. Marvels? Mm.
0: Yes, because then you could have because if you do it if you do that, then you've got the 1940s heroes retiring, past their prime, getting fucked up in the streets and the rise of the Fantastic 4. Boom, and it's a period piece. Oh my god, I would rock the fuck out of that.
1: Oh, hell yeah. You know what? I'd like um I'd like the Lady Thorne. I'd like to see her in action. Was that Jane Foster? Jane Foster? Yeah, I'd like to see her. That'd be yeah, I I wish could get that. Natalie no. Portman. Yeah, I no. mean, would never would, but yeah. No.
0: You don't like Natalie Portman? I like her, but I wouldn't want to see her as Jane Falk. I mean, I guess if they wanted to keep it like in that universe, it probably would have to be Natalie Portman. Mm.
1: I know what I want, but it already exists, sort of. Um, I would like a, and we're never going to get that because of the actors who play these people. But I would like a um, Hawkeye, um, Mockingbird. Black Widow,
0: Hawkeye Mockingbird.
1: Ooh. Oh, no, you want, you want Black Widow, though? Yeah, but, you know, from the movies. Oh, okay. They, kinda, they clearly are these, like we were talking about earlier, these friends, friends who don't really have any romantic... Oh, I can't believe we missed them. Yeah, they're great friends, and they don't have any romantic involvement whatsoever, which I was surprised by when the Avengers movie happened. Um, I thought it was weird that all of a sudden she was into Bruce, but whatever. Um, yeah, I want to see their movie or their background of them hanging out and getting read off their ledgers and all what have you. I think that would be cool.
0: I think in the comics... They're, they're each a notch on the other's
1: belt. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah, early. Range. You're doing From early stuff on and, on. And, and, you know, tensions are high. And... From
0: very, very early on. Yeah. But I think they are each a notch. Okay. Yeah, because, uh, like, Black Widow and Nightwing, they are running neck and neck as far as notches on their belt Oh, yeah, post. they got, yeah. Yeah. They're
1: running out of bedposts. Yeah, just, as far as, like, their wood. superhero
0: <laughs> notches. Yeah. Like, because nobody can catch up with Daredevil. My man. And they all die. No. No. See, Tony Stark, they like to play it like that, mm-hmm. but remember, a lot of times he skips out yeah. to become Iron, Iron Man. Man. Daredevil, you know, I gotta go to handle some business, but first.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <just>
0: thinking, like, <laughs> we can't hear you.
1: Yeah, important. Then stop, stop talking! talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's not important. No, we'll never know,
0: no. But here's another thing I would love to see, hmm. and you will agree with me.
1: Oh. No, I won't. Yes, you will. No. Pixar. Okay, I already agree. Go ahead. <laughs> finally,
0: does like because like The Incredibles is their superhero movie, but it still is very much a family movie. But maybe Pixar, and maybe for branding purposes, does puts this under a different heading. But it's yeah. still the Pixar people.
1: It'd be Pixar, but the R at the end is the rated R symbol. Pixar, but with three X's. Pix Pix Dash R for rated R X pixel.
0: Okay, but people will still say Pixar and they will get confused. So, no. So, it has to
1: be a different name. <laughs> Damn
0: it. So, it would be Pixar. And I don't think this necessarily have to be Pixar per se, but. Um, but that vibe. But because I, 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 2D animation might work as well. But if they illustrate it, Black Sad.
1: Oh, Whoa. What? That's the cat thing. Yeah, the cat, the, thing. The yeah. cat
0: Detective. Um, that is Idris Elba as a black, yeah, as is. a cat detective. Ooh.
1: Do I have, have a copy? It's on right
0: there sh- on the third shelf. I can't. Third shelf. Shelf. Third shelf. One, third, two, three. Third, third row of shelves.
1: One, two. Oh, this, it's with, oh with the hardcovers, the big hardcovers. There we go. So Black Sad was put out by Dark Horse Comics. We did it at our um Book Club here at the Hero Complex last year um, by Juan Diaz Canales and uh, Juanio Guar- Guarnido. And it is, if you haven't read it, listeners, Pick it up. There's three volumes of it, but they're all sort of standalone. Yes, they are very much hard-boiled standalone. detective stories. With uh, basically, yeah, and this was the elevator pitch that I gave to everyone when I was, you know, trying to get people to come to book club. Was like, oh, it's Idris Elba if he was an animated cat. Yep. It's Luther, but a cat. Luther, but a cat. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He's yeah. a, detec- he's, um, he's a um, private eye. Um, that would be. We were talking about that at book club. I think we were all saying it would be wonderful if we could find. Uh, if there was a uh, animated version of this, we'd watch the shit out of
0: it. Yes, that. I would, man. Yeah,
1: that'd be real because cool. Because if you look at the book, mm-hmm. it looks
0: like an animated
1: Yeah. Well, it, I, the people who drew it, I believe, They're in are... animation. I
0: think they worked at Disney at one time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, they're ex-Disney people. Um, gorgeous. Gorgeous book.
0: It's the prettiest comic book I've ever seen. hmm mm. Is that it? Did we do it? I think we did it. You got time for one more question, Brandon. No.
2: Uh... Well first off, mine would be Batman. Just saying. I wonder why. Because really cuz we have a Superman even though it seems like they're they're avoiding using him and Supergirl. <clears throat> but when we started, we had when this season started or last season, we had Superman and he was really great. And so I'd love to see
0: You thought so? I did not like the look of that Superman.
2: I thought he was yeah. better than He was more hopeful than Henry Cavill. He was the most hopeful Superman we've seen. Okay,
0: but that's not Harry Cavill's fault. But this Superman, he didn't even look like Superman. He Mm -hmm. looked weak. I'm not even talking about the outfit. I'm just talking about
1: the guy himself. Yeah. I think he did
2: a good... He he was fine, I think. I
1: don't know. I I I have a better answer to who do I want to see in the Marvel DC or the Marvel Universe. DC characters. Ooh.
2: What did... Wait, what do you mean, though? Are you saying because the DC characters are so bad, or are you saying, like, you just want a crossover?
0: Because the movies are so bad.
1: They haven't done justice. They don't have good movies yet.
2: Well, that's their whole thing. No justice. Yay, pick it up on shelves now. Um, (laughs) uh, I mean... He's
0: selling books. (laughs) He's moving product.
2: (laughs) My second one was, um, is there any book you wouldn't recommend... Any book or arc or storyline that you wouldn't recommend? Not only that you wouldn't recommend, but if someone said, hey, should I get this? You would say, no, leave it alone, because future's end is mine.
1: Uh, Yeah, it happened a couple of weeks ago. Somebody came in, and they were looking for some Venom stuff to read. And I, you know, knowing that the movie's coming, I ordered a whole stack of Venom stuff. And someone said, oh, what about this Maximum Carnage? And I went, well... You don't really need that one. Why don't you grab this one over here? This one's real good by Rick Remender. Let's try that one instead. Maximum Carnage was a giant, and this was back before uh, I self-admittedly did not have taste, right? Like, I was a a small child, and I sort of just bought whatever looked cool on the shelves. Mm -hmm. I bought Rob Liefeld comics and and stuff like that. And I, I did not have any discernible taste as of yet. And then Maximum Carnage happened. And I was reading it, and I was just happy that Carnage was in it, and Venom <laughs> was going to be in it, and it's got my man Peter Parker Spider-Man in it. And look at all these guest stars, and oh, wait a minute, this sucks. This is terrible. That's not supposed to happen. Comic books are fun. This isn't fun. This is stupid and homeworky. I hate this. Uh, so Maximum Carnage is one of, one of the ones that I would say. And that, you know, not to toot my own horn, but honk, um... I've heard from several people that like they come in and they're glad that I actually tell them not to read certain things because I guess it gives me a little bit more um, credibility. credibility yeah because they're like everybody else would just try and sell me whatever. Um, but yeah that's one of them. And the first one, oh, the first thing that came to mind was the clone saga from Spider-Man back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Same time period. Yeah. But a little later, I think it was. um, And while I I really appreciated the ballsy move of Marvel at the time where they were trying to get rid of Peter Parker and replace him with a clone of Peter Parker who was not married to Mary Jane, I went, oh, that is some of the ballsiest stuff I've seen in comic books to date. And then, of course, they went back and forth for two goddamn years and <laughs> undid it and then redid it and then undid it again. And it became this convoluted, un- undiscernible mess. So I would say stay away from those two things. I don't know. I mean, because
0: uh, I think the most recent thing that I could say I would, don't buy is the third edition of The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Yeah. Hold
1: on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So Len, buddy of mine. Yes. You skipped. You skipped Dark Knight Strikes again. Strikes again. Of of things. So they should read Dark Knight Strikes Again, but they should not read Dark Knight Three Master Race, Is that what you're telling me? No. That's not what I'm
0: saying. Oh, all right. I'm saying that. It, I'm trying to think like recently. So if you were oh, to come, so if you uh, were to come in, I would say don't get Dark Knight. What, what, what the master race? Because it's, it's while it's not bad art, it's very uneven writing that actually winds up meaning nothing. And interspersed in there is the mind farts of the original creator Frank Miller mm. that are just disgusting. So I would say don't get that. Now, this is strikes again, strikes again, which is actually the, the, the second part, which should be burned in effigy.
1: <laughs> oh, I see. I can't recommend it to you because I, it, doesn't, it doesn't exist. Yes. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm mad at you because you should not have this in your store. I
0: mean, you should, there's no reason, not even from a collector's standpoint, mm-hmm. should you have Dark Knight Strikes Again. So I just refuse to even acknowledge well, let that me, existence. Let me,
1: let, me, let me break it down for you. So I've got a couple of copies of Dark Knight Returns. I've got the regular softcover edition, and then I've got the, um, the one that comes with the hardcover of the book, plus both uh, parts of the film, the animated film that they made, which was actually pretty dope. And then I don't have a copy of Master Race because someone said, oh, I read this one. What should I read next? And I went, well, don't read Dark Knight Strikes again. Grab Master Race if you want more of that. You could skip this entirely. So that's yes. why the copy is still sitting in my store. Okay. Because well, I refuse to sell it
0: to people. Well, then you need to, you need to donate this. Yeah. To, but to then like, some
1: kid's going to see it and be like, oh, I wonder what comic books are like. And then their eyes will melt. Well, that's why you should donate it to a bonfire
0: or oh, something like I see. that.
1: But I don't know why would you tell somebody to buy Dark Dark Knight Master Race because he wanted more Dark Knight. Well, he wanted more of that universe. Well, there and do I you think... tell him that there's no more? <laughs> you tell <laughs> him it was a one and done. I
0: think it's that, a complete story. That's a good point. He's good he, point. He, 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 all but dead at the end. No. If you want more, you buy the movie and watch it again. That's you a good don't this you do not <laughs> sell anything else in that universe, JD. Wait, wait, what about what about All Star Batman and Robin? No, <laughs> no, not that. No, because All Star Batman and Robin, is, which is supposed to be like the origin of that yeah. Batman, they never even finished that yeah. story, and only... that is incomplete, bad writing, and I don't care what anybody says. Very bad art when by I mean, Jim Lee. Jim Lee. That's it's good drawing, but it's bad storytelling. Oh, it's fine. Good drawing though. Now, if you want to give him more of that universe just for shits and giggles, Uh what you should give him is Spawn and Batman, oh, because that is supposed to be that that's Batman. That's right. That's what you give them. It's a dumb comic, too. Yeah, it's real bad. But at least it's f- stupid fun.
1: Now, you're talking about Spawn Batman or Batman Spawn?
0: OK, whichever the one that Todd McFarlane did, because the other one was a piece of shit.
1: Oh, you know what? Brandon said it. Brandon did it. Batman Year One. Batman Year One. That's what you give See? That's what you give him. How is Brandon better at this than you, J.D.? I already sold him year one, and then I sold him Dark Knight Returns, and then he wanted more. And you sold him? Dark Knight 3. Did you
0: guys make- well, I guess that makes you a master salesman that you were able to sell that piece at of le- shit.
1: At least Master Race had... I don't even like saying it. At least yeah. Part 3 had... Um, uh, what's-his-nuts on art? It wasn't Frank Miller drawing. It was, it was um, John, R- John Romita. No.
0: No, not John Romita. It was um, ah, the Kubert.
1: The Kubert, yeah, one of the Kubert's. Yeah,
0: so that's why I said the art is not bad, Yeah. yeah. but it's just inconsistent storytelling in there because it's Azzarello fighting against Frank Miller yeah. to try and make this a cohesive story. Yeah. Now, the person that you sold Master Race to, have they been back? <laughs> I don't remember who it was. <laughs> <laughs> Point. You should have sold him year 1. I should. You don't have year 1 here? Well, that's what you need to do.
1: I need to get another copy. You need
0: to you need to give Brandon strikes again and then get yeah. year 1 in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah.
2: Brandon, you should buy strikes again, buddy. Oh, it's real good. You're going to love it. It's It's oh. Uh, what about Last Crusade? That's not bad. I forgot about that one.
1: What's the Last Crusade? The Last Crusade was the one shot that was written by the same two dudes who did Master Race, but it was drawn by JRJR. So it was Azarello and Miller writing, like basically. Is that like the actually, a Joker story? It's the Joker story. No. Nah, done. No. I do that either.
0: No, Brandon. Nothing else in that universe except Year One. What are you thinking? No, I know exactly which one you're talking about. The Joker is on the cover. I know which one you're talking about, Brandon. No, no more of your quizzes. No, not that. <laughs> not that. That's White Knight. Not that one. I know exactly what you're talking about, and no. No, no, no. Nothing I, in that universe except year one. You you were you were one for one, Brandon. You know, leave well enough alone. Yeah. You did good. Okay? You suggested year one. I Give me he- a yay. Yay. yay.
1: yay. There you go. I wanna <laughs> <laughs> I wanna hear from the people. I bet that there are people listening to this who are like, fuck y'all. The part two and three were awesome. There's nobody
0: that's going to listen to this show that's, that's going to say Randy doesn't like them. That tells you that they must be shit. But
1: they have Superman in them. And,
2: and was that's why he doesn't to, like them. Um, the podcast that should not be named because I talk about them too much. And they were doing their explode and <laughs> they <laughs> the were Books doing World. their old story. They were—I was listening to an old one, and they did strikes again. And they all—it wasn't like Ron, Connor, and Josh. It was like Josh and like Paul and someone else, I think. And they all liked it. They were like, "It's really bad, but it's fun bad." And I'm like, "I don't, I disagree." No.
1: I, in, in the way that maybe, and I've never watched these movies, but maybe like the, in the way that like a Sharknado is good bad or something. But no, I can't even scary. make it through it. I can't. No, exactly. Sharknado
0: is a parody, so, so it's a, it's supposed to be bad. Oh. So so bad it's good. Dark Knight Strikes Again. Frank Miller is dead ass serious yeah. with that shit.
1: And he got like a million dollars to do that sequel too. From what i remember him and his wife stole money oh my goodness and i
0: say his wife because she colored it yeah
1: yeah. Like, if i was her
0: like th- that should like discredit her as a colorist Lynn varley yeah so
1: but her, her work on the first one so gorgeous yeah but not on this one yeah it was clear that it was her first time doing digital it was somebody who just discovered um photoshop um
0: and the airbrush tool
1: yeah um I, I want email us at coltpopgo at gmail.com or triples at gmail.com because I want to know if there's people out there who are like, no, I love the Dark Knight 2 and 3. You're, you're wrong. Because, or they but, like the clone saga. But give us reasons. Because there are people that do like... Now,
0: I've never heard anybody that likes the Dark Knights, even though I do think... I have heard some people say that Master Race wasn't... It's not too bad. Not bad. and eh, fuck that. It's better than the second one. Um, But I have heard people say that they... We're kind of into the clone
1: saga. I mean, I read the whole thing, but even towards the end of it, I was getting a little tired of it yeah. as the spider guy. Um, but anyway, all right. That's it. We're done. Yeah, I think that's, calling a, it.
0: that's enough of a show.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex.
0: Located at
1: 4327 Main 47. Street. That's right. Mark. Uh, yeah. You can go to Go com and leave us a voicemail if you want or leave comments or whatever.
0: There you go. You can go to blacktribbles.com and listen to all the shows available on the Black Tribbles Network. We just debuted Ghouls Next Door and this past Tuesday we debuted Nick and Ramon on the Garbled podcast.
1: Nice! All right. Thank you so much and we will talk at you later. <laughs>